Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Okay, so I was sitting with my friends one day and they asked me, Stephanie, how do you record your podcast? And I said, with the Anchor app on my phone. And they were like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's that simple. It is absolutely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. And it will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. They even have classes and stuff that you can listen to that will give you all kinds of good tips on what you need to do in order to make the best podcast. So if you want to do this, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl and your host, Stephanie Hardy. For this special episode, I had an amazing and soul-nourishing conversation with one-third of the Jobber Tears podcast trio, Janelle from the HR. We're talking about the state of wrestling, beautiful wrestling fan stories, and how we feel about the win of Bianca Belair at this year's Royal Rumble. So sit back, relax, and listen to this episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast podcast Janelle yes hey hey girl what up (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the hardy wrestling podcast Janelle I am honored to be selected and I'm the first out of my trio to do it so I'm excited yeah I feel like 
it's almost lined up perfectly with what's happening now. So, hey. We could have <laughs> written a better outline than what's going on right now. So, I'm excited. Right. But before we get into that, because I'm, I'm really pumped to get into that part of our conversation. But I got to start by asking you, you know, a bunch of other questions first. And the first one is, when did you fall in love with wrestling? I fell in love with wrestling... I would say I was about seven, eight. I was up late at night. So like here, I'm from New York. So here, um, there used to be a show on um, NBC called Showtime at the Apollo. And it used yeah. to come on at one o'clock in the morning here in New York. So I would watch it, but everybody was like, my grandmother and my mom, everybody would be like, once Apollo goes off, you go off. Like cut all that stuff off, go to bed. Cause it was Saturday. But at like six, seven, eight years old, I stumbled upon ECW at two o'clock in the morning. So I would watch wrestling. That's why even now, like as an adult, I can watch wrestling mute because as a kid, that's how I started watching wrestling because I didn't want anyone to know I was awake. So I would watch ECW on public access TV here in New York at two o'clock in the morning, mute. And that's kind of where everything started from there. So you would watch ECW with no sound? No sound. Or oh, it, my goodness. And as time progressed, I probably, like, would have the volume on, like, a smidge. So I could hear Joey Styles talk. But other than that, it was mute. So I would just be watching. And I'm like that. Really, any type of wrestling, mute. And be okay. Wow. So, yeah <laughs> that's so interesting because I I feel like the weirdest thing I ever did in terms of watching wrestling was like I think one time I was in a car with my boyfriend and he had the network playing during a pay-per-view but we were listening to it through his bluetooth that was the weirdest thing I had ever experienced because I had always watched wrestling along with the sound I had never like just listen to it but he likes that because he's old <laughs> he's uh, old inside wait how old i was gonna say is he old, old for real no he's 28 like but he has an old soul is what i'm okay. saying like he has a very old spirit so it's like doing stuff like that that's just kind of different from what we're used to in our age range is just something that fascinates him but to me i'm like what um how is this gonna work <laughs> right <laughs> like like it's funny because my boyfriend he'll um he'll he's used to it now like if i have the tv mute so like if we're on the phone or if he's in the house with me here and i have it mute like now he's used to it and he at first used to get upset like why is this mute like turn the volume up and i'd be like no it's okay like and i don't know i just feel like it's more like i've been able to I think have a different appreciation for wrestling even just watching it mute because of uh, my focus isn't the sound it's more the visual so I'm watching technical like technical wrestling I oh I fell in love with and that's probably why but like the moves and how everything transitioned so kind of seeing the business on that aspect but mute I think that's what made things a lot better for me in the beginning and then of course as the older I got of course the sound came on but it's even the same how like if you go to a show you don't hear commentary right so it's the same concept so um, at first it was it wasn't weird to me going to a live show because i was just like oh i 
that's just how I started watching wrestling anyway. <laughs> you guys are just catching up. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So, um, had you ever had a vision of yourself using your voice in wrestling um, before you um, and Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black created the Job of Tears podcast? Absolutely not. I told anybody that asked me, like, no. And actually, out of the three of us, I've been the only one to do commentary for shows. So even that opportunity, um, or the opportunities I've had to do that, because I've done that a bunch of times here in New York and in Jersey, um, I never envisioned that. Like, I've always had a love for wrestling. Anyone that knows me knows this is like wrestling is life. But I've never had that, like, um to want to, like, work in the business. I'm probably more or less now, like, I would do, like, I would see myself doing certain things, but I never, like, everyone's always like, well, apply for WWE. And I'm like, I never had, like, that never was my goal. Like, that never was something on the table for me. Like, I just love the business. So did I ever envision, like, my voice getting to ears and people actually caring about you know our opinions absolutely not like I went into podcasting me and Sir Wilkins actually did a podcast we started a podcast previous to the one we have now and even doing that I did it because he's my best friend (laughs) I did it more or less because I was like well he needs a female I'm gonna be mad if it's somebody else I'll make the time but I did it because it was something he visioned. So I never really was like, thought it would turn into what it is today at all. So it's, it definitely has caught me by surprise to say the least. Okay. So how exactly did you, Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black even like connect and meet? And what made you guys decide to like have this show and what it is now? So me and so Sir Wilkins started um so here in New York he does viewing parties it actually is funny because Facebook always reminds you sometimes good things sometimes terrible things because that Facebook memory catch you up mm-hmm. but actually this um this today um uh, but in probably listening terms it'll be a few days after but um Facebook reminded me we've been friends for nine years so I said, oh, my God. And, you know, he's been doing the viewing parties for nine years. So I think I was fresh out of college and I came across um, a viewing party in the city. And I dragged my boyfriend at the time. I said, come, let's go to the viewing party. You know, I, you know, watch wrestling. It was hard to watch wrestling in college because we didn't I didn't have the channel. I didn't have pay-per-view. So I would only really catch wrestling when I was home um, for like breaks. So I said, you know, let's go. It's at a bar. We can go eat, drink. So I met um, Sir Wilkins at the viewing party. It was his first one he did nine years ago at Royal Rumble. So Rumble is the viewing party anniversary. Oh. So, yeah, so it's kind of bittersweet that we didn't have one this year because of COVID. But um, but next year, it'll be super amazing because it'll be 10 years. So it's going to, you know, it's bittersweet. But he started doing the viewing parties. I went to the very first one um, at Highland Park here in New York. And we had been friends ever since. I had been going probably religiously throughout the years. The only times I probably missed viewing parties is if I was actually at the show. <laughs> um, and just fast forwarding to maybe what, four years ago, um, the wrestling group that we were a part of at the time, um, he wanted to, Sir Wilkins wanted to start a podcast. Um, so shout out to Leo, who's our old camera guy. 
So Leo kind of like pushed him and was like, you should do the podcast. So me, him, and another individual um, did a podcast. Um, and it kind of was, I don't want to say a test run, but it was just for us to get used to things, for us to kind of build a brand. It wasn't Java Tears yet. It was just kind of like, a, it was something different. So fast forward almost a year and a half after we started that um creative differences happen and that happens you know in life so me and Sir Wilkins decided we were going to start our own and then he entered Mr. Black which is his actual blood brother people do not believe that I tell people (laughs) all the time they are actual brothers so his brother so Mr. Black um entered the picture um and we did a pilot episode of the Java Tears podcast, which I'll tell you how we got to that name um, in a second. But we did a pilot episode actually on his birthday um, three years ago on Sir Wilkins' birthday. Um, we did a pilot episode and then we did like our first real episode three years ago this past January. So we've been, it's, it's <laughs> girl, it's been highs and lows. But we came up with the name. It was, it's funny because I, I'm terrible with names. I tell even when boy the boys want to name episodes and stuff like that I'm like I'm that's not my job I'm terrible at it but we were sitting after we did the pilot episode and I always had a fascination I don't know why but I always had a fascination with jobbers mm-hmm. because of course the infamous Brooklyn Brawler is probably the best jobber in the wrestling world and he's mm-hmm. from New York so I was just like you know people always frown upon jobbers so for us starting it felt like we were the underdogs like we didn't you know we didn't really have podcast background we didn't have many followers or nobody knew who we were so it kind of just coincided with just who we were so that's where jobber comes and then the tears part (laughs) stupid but it's, it's it is what it is the tears represents all the fans that complain and argue and you know how they go like smarts and tears and also that came from that aspect of like us debating each other and having different opinions and having complaints and having positive and negatives so that's where the tears part came from so we just put it together so we felt like we were the underdog podcast that debated one another and then fast forward three years later, <laughs> we have a whole network of other podcasts under us, including our own. <laughs> so it's been it's been a journey. I will say it's been it's been highs, it's been lows. It hasn't been easy because you know once again they're brothers. So you know that personal aspect does play a role. And I'm you know I'm you know Sir Wilkins best. Me and him are best friends, and you know me and Mr. Black we're friends. So it's like me in the middle of always things. So I'm just always trying to keep everybody balanced. Um, but for the most part, we've done, I think, a pretty good job at just having fun. And I think that's the one thing we value about the podcast is that we have fun doing it. It's not something where it's dreading, you know, it's something like, oh, here we go again. Like, you know, like a job. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we typically, we genuinely through you know through all of our differences we enjoy wrestling and we enjoy talking about it and I think that's what keeps us going and honestly people that we've met through wrestling you know I've you know I met 
I met my best friend through, you know, Star Wilkins through wrestling. You know, I've had opportunities to do things through wrestling. I've met amazing people, friends that are now family through wrestling. So, um, so I'm always thankful for everything that's happened with, you know, with the podcast. Cause it's, you know, we, we started it, but we will definitely always tell people it's bigger than us because it was important for us to always make sure that we spotlighted and highlighted that, you know, we're all black podcast and that in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, was very rare, I think, three years ago. Not to say that there weren't, you know, a lot of other podcasters like us that were around. But I think just so that we always made sure that, listen, we can talk about some wrestling, that's fine. But we also want to create a platform for wrestlers that look like us to be able to promote themselves, to be able to talk about their journey and their stories. And we've had some phenomenal interviews um, that I'm always, you know, thankful for. I, I always tell them, like, my favorite one, well, one of my favorites was when we, we interviewed um, JTG um, from Crime Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also did, um, like, we did Chad and, and we did him. Like, we did Crime Time, but we did them separately. But, and mm-hmm. then we, and then meeting them and then creating that relationship. And then, you know, when Chad passed away, like, we took that really hard because, you know, he gave us so, so he gave us such great advice and was always supportive and it's hard like that and I think a business where we are the minority but we're all right. we got you know so for anyone that's you know come and interviewed on our show and just been supportive of our podcast we don't take that for granted because it's you know people don't have to just like you you don't have to you know work with us you know we're, we're thankful because we're all here for each other Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, all of that was incredibly well said, you know, because it's it seems like that's like that is like one of the coolest origin stories I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Like 
to for anything. You know how you have your superhero who has like that amazing origin story or something. That's probably one of the best origin stories I've ever heard behind the show starting. Yeah, because it was because... so organic for us. It was just like it started right. off like a, we just want to talk wrestling to this is bigger than us. So we have to position ourselves for for people for other people to get put on because it's not you know two three years from now who's to say you know i you know everybody may want to start a family people have different jobs opportunities so you know we live for the moment that we're in but we position it where people around us can also benefit because i always tell people and you can attest i'm like listen this is not about me (laughs) i don't want the spotlight i'm good because i always feel like your success is my success and that and that's how we've always gone into anything we've done with the podcast is like listen if you're successful we've done our we've done our job so right so I want to ask you since you did talk about you know the relationship between Sir Wilkins and Mr. Black as real life you know brothers Mm -hmm. um how does it feel sort of being the mediator warrior, you know, amongst them? Because they're so very headstrong. That's something I've noticed since I've started listening and sort of watching you guys is the fact that when the both of them have either the same opinion or differing opinions, they just kind of go at it like real rough, like brothers and sisters do. Because I know I have a sister. <laughs> so how does it feel to kind of be in the middle of that? It's, it's, it's. It's not easy <laughs> at all. Everyone always says they're like, "Yo, I don't know how you do it," because you know both the boys are very headstrong, as you mentioned. They're very, you know, they say, you know, they mean what they say and say what they mean. So it's just like, how do you, how are you able to balance them out? And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. It's just I think for the most part, I'm able to respect both of their opinions even though sometimes we do butt heads and things happen but I think I'm able to be able to keep them on a path where okay this is the topic you guys can free reign but I'm gonna wheel this back in so that we can move on (laughs) to the next topic so I think it just was you know us and it didn't happen overnight trust me because mm-hmm. but I think being able to find a balance in you know letting them have their opinion being able to rebuttal or agree with each other um but it's not always but I think also it's knowing the individual outside of podcasts I think we, that mm-hmm. plays a huge role and I think it's beneficial to the show that you know after we record you know I can call you know, I, I speak to Sir Wilkins, if not every day, every other day. And, you know, me and Mr. Black, you know, our friendship has grown because I realized, like, being able to understand each individual is the way that I'm able to maneuver the show. So being able to know what triggers or what things to say, what not to say, um, what things, you know, they get excited about. Um, so let them have fun with that, but then wheel them back in when I need to. So I think it's just also being able to build that relationship outside of the podcast world, I think has been able, has, has really probably helped me out. But I think also just me, like he, he said, you know, we're both like, we give off mama vibes and I've always been that type of friend where I, everyone always looks to me like I'm the mom of the group. So I'm just like, I guess, like, I guess it's just natural because you know, I genuinely care about both of them. I care about, you know, everybody in our inner circle, um, on our network and, you know, everything we, we built on 
you know, Rome was built in the day. So it's, it's that right. kind of concept. So I'm always thankful of, you know, our, our trials and tribulations because it's made us better people. Not so much like even like the podcast is going to be what it is. But like I always tell people when we walk away from this shit, what do we have? And I always remind them. And that, that to me is more important than, you know, ever getting on a mic and, and saying job or nation or anything. Like, what, what do we walk away with? Like, I want everybody to know who we are as individuals and be able to be cool with that. Like, I want to be able to be at a bar and drink and, and talk wrestling and not have to worry about recording sometimes or, mm-hmm. or be able to take trips and, you know, have different experience. Like, my favorite is when me and I wish Mr. Black would have went with us when me and Sir Wilkins we had went um now it's almost two years we had went to WrestleCade which is like a big convention down in um, Winston-Salem um mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the the south little I feel like it's like a miniature like Wrestlemania weekend in a sense because they have shows throughout the weekend but it's all like indie stuff but then they have old school they have like the year we went Impact was involved I think the year before that, um, ROH was involved heavy. I think Cody was involved heavy. So, but like having those experiences where we can like meet and have conversations. Like I legit had a, probably an hour conversation. Like I know they probably was pissed at me because they wanted to go and eat. But I had an hour conversation <laughs> with um, Stevie Ray. Like legit stood there. I took a picture with him. I said, listen, I love what you guys have done for the business. Because that's my thing is always being appreciative. But literally, we were chatting it up for like an hour like he was Uncle Stevie Ray. Like, like we hadn't seen each other in a decade. And that was the first time I met that man. (laughs) But being able to have that opportunity to like just sit and like talk to, you know, one half of probably one of the best WCW Tag Team Champions (laughs) and it being a black man and hearing his real life like hearing real time stories like how he said I only remember the first time we won the titles after that it's a blur I was like wait what <laughs> what do you you don't remember he's like no <laughs> I just I just know they kept giving us the title <laughs> I was like oh my god but honestly hearing it from his mouth and being able to laugh and talk with him so like those things I value so much more because those are the opportunities and events that we rarely get to do, but we were able to do. And I hope my my hope and prayer this year when everything kind of cools down is that the three of us are able to go to a show outside of here and just have fun. Because we don't get to all three of us get like sometimes it'll be me and Mr. Black together, like one time we me and Mr. Black went to um, one of our like we have a lot of friends in the Indies so we went to go support one of our you know two of our friends and Road Dog was doing a meet and greet so Yarly already he already knows he's like so we go, we're gonna go over there I'm like yes we're gonna go we're gonna meet we're gonna take a picture but having the moment where Road Dog said oh you didn't know and me and Mr. Black marked out <laughs> <laughs> we marked out together those are the moments I live for like we can always record but like those moments outside and behind the mic I live for it way more okay so I think what I want to ask you now is what is the most out of control thing that has taken place on this show 
<laughs> Where do I start? Uh-huh. I, you know what? I hope you ask this question to the three of us. And I want to see what the both of them say. Um, I'll make a note like, of that. I, I legit, <laughs> I'm intri- like, I'm interested in seeing what they think is. Because mine would be... Oh, there's so many moments oh, without really giving things away. Um, I have two. The first one is, and they have a clip, like it was on, like we were recording, was them talking about Sunny Kiss. It fucked me up so bad <laughs> because I said, what? Because they, and it's not, and it wasn't because of what they said. It just was how random it was. It was just like, are you guys serious right now? And it was the it was one of the times where they both agreed and they rarely agree with each other. So it was just even another level of what? They were talking about how beautiful Sunny Kiss was. And it oh, and wow. it threw me off because I was just like, not because Sunny Kiss is not beautiful, like we love him. But it was just like so random. Like it literally is a clip. It's like a probably a throwback clip maybe our like either our first year or no we were recording at the school so maybe like year and a half year two they just went in a tangent about Sunny Kiss and I just was like are y'all serious right now <laughs> but it was so it was so dope and you know Sunny appreciated it so you know cause we've seen Sunny you know kind of grow up in the business because you know he was training at Warriors and you know our you know two of our really close friends train there too so seeing kind of Sunny Kiss grow in the indies and then now being on AEW um, it's really cool like, it's really really cool to see certain people grow um, that we've seen here at home on the indie scene like even like shout out to Tasha Steele who absolutely loves this like that's family and seeing mm-hmm. her being one half of the knockout tag tie, like tag team champions like that's amazing like we would have never like looked not thinking that she would be that successful but just so proud of her so that part of them talking about sunny kiss but the other one would be anytime where we started recording in the beginning live <laughs> and we even had an argument in pre-production that has now carried over into the first 10 minutes of the episode where where oh we've God. had where we've had actually like cut off the live feed like it's hilarious like I think it's maybe two times that that's happened where we just cut the live feed and it just was like and it's because either we've all argued with each other or the boys have argued with each other and I'm just sitting there confused like what what are we doing mm-hmm. but we're human and you know once again they're real life brothers so it could be some real personal shit that I could be that and I had you know I took them so there's certain things I'm never gonna understand cause y'all brothers but when we walk through that door y'all gonna have to leave that stuff outside the door cause we have one focus and one job to do but that's the negative but the positive one was the sunny kiss one so I was like I, I'm gonna have them find it and send it to you so you can see what I'm talking about because my face was so naturally like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, are you serious right now? And it, like I said, it wasn't negative. It wasn't the fact that they were talking. About. It was just like, okay, the both of you are agreeing with each other. The both of you are sitting here saying, this man is beautiful. I was just like, y'all doing the most. But I love it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so I want to ask who has been your favorite guest so far? Oh, um, outside of Shad, of course, because I just feel like mm-hmm. that's a given. Um, because he really, like, I look back, he really get he was so raw and uncut. And he literally was like, you guys can ask me whatever you want. Like, it does not matter. And I value that because we were able to see different point, you know, see his his point of view. Because, you know, growing up, you were like, oh, they just shucking a job. And he was just like, no, like, it was well thought out. It was, you know, they wanted to take pieces of, like, a living color. Like, he broke it down for us. So the Shad Gaspar interview is definitely, like, there. But the other one... Um, oh my god, we've done a lot of interviews. I would probably say definitely shy. The one um it's okay, I'm gonna give you top three because I feel like that I could think of. And that was kind of a okay, that's and that fine. was kind of the gift and the curse of being in a pandemic was we actually probably got some of our best interviews the last year. Um, we had one with Leo Rush, which to this day, I feel like someone listened to the episode and that's what started the whole Leo Rush, the Leo Rush comment that he said on our podcast was what was put on TMZ. Mm. So the whole thing about him having the issue with Mark Henry, we spoke about that on our, on the, on the interview. And it literally wasn't even like a week after. And it hit the internet. Like Leo Rush is talking bad about Mark Henry. But everything that was said was said on our on our interview. So I always say someone's listening. And we just it just hasn't hit hit, but it someone's listening. So the Leo Rush one, um, which was really, really good. And Leo was, you know, even I feel like now he worked us because <laughs> he's wrestling again. <laughs> But mm-hmm. it was really good because, you know, he was just fun and cool to talk to. So, um, and the other one, of course, I would say is um, the daughter of late great Eddie Guerrero. When we interviewed Shaw Guerrero. She, oh, that was she a great was one. I so, love that She one. was so much fun. So cool. It like, it was parts where we were getting emotional and I was just like, because you never would grow up and, you know, you grow up, you watch Eddie and, you know, Eddie passed. So you just, you know, like, you know, but you would never think like, I'm talking to the actual daughter of Eddie Guerrero. Like, what? Like, Vicky Guerrero's daughter. Mm -hmm. So like, but she was so cool and just very honest. And I think that's the one thing I can always appreciate when anyone's come on the show is their honesty. Their honesty is is, mm-hmm. is beyond, you know. Like, we've had one um, indie, indie wrestler. He actually did his last interview with us. He did, like, his, like, retirement interview. And it was just like, what? And he was just like, if there's a platform I'm going to do it on, it's going to be you guys. And I was just like, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, an indie, indie guy that had been, you know, in the business over 10 years here in the New York tri-state area and he was just like you guys I, I wouldn't have any other platform to do it on that's gonna let me be as honest as I want to be but I would say yeah Shaw, Leo and of course Shad Gaspar would probably be the three 
I think we had the best. But even the last one we did with Mega Ranch, shout out to Mega Ranch. He's he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like he's just such a dope person. And like being also like a friend of the podcast, but then also, you know, being able to be successful um in wrestling and now being an author. Like it's just we've had a lot of dope people, like whether it's small or big. Like so I never take for granted anyone that wants to come on the show because I really get blown away when people even like ask like can we be on the show and I'm just like but why <laughs> like it's just us oh my god <laughs> literally I'm like but why and it, they're like why not so I'm just like what like are you sh-? <laughs> exactly that's how I feel I was just like they like I cannot tell you how excited I was <laughs> When Sir Wilkins asked me to be on the show, I was like, Are you yeah. <laughs> I was crunk. Like, I felt like I had made it. Oh, my God. And you know what's so funny? In my soul, I was like, I made it. You're like, that's literally, like, I have the flyer still pinned on my Twitter that they made for my episode. It's still on my Twitter Good. page right now. <laughs> but, like, see me, I'm, I be looking at people like, Are y'all sure y'all want to be on this? Because they could be crazy like they're um they sometimes can be unpredictable so i don't and the weird part about it is like i don't know i guess i have a superstition i never listen to the episodes so i've never it is and i tell people all the time it's just that it's no shade it's just that i i that's just not my wave like i'll record it'll be what it is that's it and move on but when we do have guests i do try to listen back to those and just see how they went but with your episode, it was so funny because um, the background story to that is I, I couldn't do the episode because it was my boyfriend's birthday weekend. And, and we had went away. Uh-huh. And the guys was like, who should we get? And, you know, we threw a few, they, they threw a few names out. But then Wilkins, I said, you know what? I'm going to ask Stephanie. I said, great. Because y'all need female energy to balance y'all out. So anytime they've had... <laughs> another guy and it's just the three guys it's probably too much so having another female I think is always a good thing and also you having your own podcast I oh like I said I never want it to just be about us I want people to come on and be able to promote themselves be able to give their thoughts and opinions because that matters so I never want it to be it's just us no like it trust me if I could I would I would shoot Stephanie, you can always do the podcast. Are you, I can hot tag you in at any time <laughs> if that's the case, because I just would rather see. I don't know. I've always been. I would rather see you. Your success is my success. So as long as you good, we all good here. So, but yeah, but I, I'm glad that you were able to be a guest and enjoy and know that you you are now part of the Jabba Tears family like I always tell people like once you in you in forever so <laughs> oh thank you so much I feel so honored and I feel like you just I did me I, the phone. I was moving my hands um you can't see me, I was moving my hands like I was hugging because I was just like because I feel that oh. way because it's just because people always ask you know whenever I talk to someone else or I do another podcast and they always ask like how does it feel being the only girl and I'm just like I'm just always blessed because I think you know our podcast you're you know everyone of color that's doing a podcast that deals with wrestling is showing the world that black people love wrestling 
and growing up we always yes. growing up when even when we started the podcast growing up it was more of a hush thing it was like don't tell anyone you like wrestling because they're going to think you're weird and they're not going to want to hang out with you but literally anyone that knows me know whether I went to junior high school high school with you know that I've always loved wrestling so being able to have a platform that I have now is just it, it brings joy to meet other people like that and for us to kind of create our own community that's why not having the green parties suck because it's our little community that we've cultivated and that people feel safe like anytime people has come it's their first time it's almost like church first time come you know come we welcome all come as you are but they always say I've never seen so many people that look like me in one space that watches wrestling and that's how I know what we do is bigger than us that is amazing that is so beautiful that actually ties into a question I almost asked you so you basically (laughs) answered it by just saying that and that just and that just blows my mind and it's really beautiful how you created this thing and you realize that it's bigger than you and then you've made this space for people of color like and black people Mm -hmm. definitely specifically you know Mm -hmm. who love wrestling because it's just like it's been more so of a family thing for some people because it's like for me it was like my grandma and then my Mm -hmm. dad and then me um and it's like anytime I was at school and they would sort of talk about wrestling occasionally I would then jump in on the conversation and I would never really bring it up because it wasn't viewed as like a cool thing like you said um so it's it was kind of the same thing for me but it became more acceptable you know towards high school a little bit because you had a lot of people you know who knew that I was into wrestling because I was the girl who didn't come to school the Monday after (laughs) WrestleMania 27 because we had just got back you know from Atlanta (laughs) because it's not that far um but they knew that and then of course once I went to college and it was more so of you know a more diverse um amount of people there you know who actually liked wrestling you know that was the more I started become becoming more comfortable with addressing it with people more so my age so I'm really glad that you guys have built yourself up to a point to where you can help other people who are you know creating content and also making safe spaces for fans you know that's yeah beautiful so like when like the viewing parties or if we all go like to an indie show all together or like one year yeah the year of WrestleMania was in New Orleans it was like we went down there it was like 20 of us and I and I would say 80% wow. of who went like within our like group that was their first Wrestlemania so oh. to be able to kind of like be on Bourbon Street with all of our friends and people wrestling in the streets and being at Wrestlemania and then going to Raw after and Smackdown after like to be able to have those type of memories is I, that's, I'm all about the experience so when we were in the planning stages of it I was really excited because it was the first time that like I went to a place for Wrestlemania and like 20 people 20 of my friends were with me at the same time 
So it was really cool to just have that type of environment where we will all be like, all right, we're going to all meet up at this and then be able to bar hop and be able to meet wrestlers and, you know, that type of experience. And I was just even, I was even more happy for those that it was their first time because by then, New Orleans, that was my third WrestleMania. No, that was number four. So for me, I was just wow, like, oh, kind of used to this, but you know, because <laughs> you know you got to work your way up to building the stamina to sit in a stadium for eight hours, seven eight hours. Oh my gosh, I imagine like it really isn't that easy. But once I feel like once you're in the WrestleMania air, you tend for me, I just forgot. <laughs> I forgot how long I was there and I was just happy to just be there and just sit there in the Georgia Dome and just be just just out and then by the time it was all over I was just like oh god it really is like 11 yeah no o'clock. we were exhausted <laughs> like it was exhausted no we, everyone crazy. was exhausted especially those that like it was their first time because you know I think the format of how Wrestlemania is now where they have it well not this year coming up but where they you know it's literally like all day like you get in this you get in a stadium like mm-hmm. 3 4 o'clock you don't get out to like 11 12 if that that's a whole probably 8 hour shift so if you're not used to sitting and watching that all in one shot I have a picture of a friend of mine we got back to the hotel after um, we left um, WrestleMania in New Orleans. When we left the stadium, we, we walked a little bit, and then he was tired of walking. So then we finally got an Uber back to the hotel. I have a picture of him laid out on my bed, like laid out, like like cur- like curled <laughs> up like a baby in his Roman Reigns outfit, sleep because he was Aww. so tired. <laughs> But then he took a little he took a little power nap and then we went back on bourbon and we drank so we couldn't drink no more. <laughs> so but yeah, I live for the memories, I live for the moments, and I think that's that to me is more important than anything. It's like being able to to share those, you know, small moments of or even like we went me and so because we're down to Charlotte because we have a lot of we have a lot of friends that wrestle down in the Charlotte areas, like North Carolina, South Carolina area. And seeing our friend win the title in front of us, like stuff like that, like I live for that. I I take that any day of the week over regular uh, over regular shit. So I'm just I, I'm 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 blessed, you know, and I'm happy that you know I get to talk to people like you and and laugh and and be able to be excited about wrestling because that's really what it's about. Right. So that's a perfect segue into my next question. Um, how do you feel about the state of wrestling as a whole, positive and negative? And this can also tie into the independent scene and even the mainstream scene. Like, just how do you feel about it um, from a positive side positive and from side, a negative side? I think, and I know we're going to talk about the big win. I know we're going to get there. But the first, yes. the moment when that when that moment happened, we're going to talk about it. But that moment happened, um, a friend of mine he wrestles he's an independent wrestler he calls me and the first thing I said to him was there is no excuse for anyone of color to not excel in wrestling right now there's no excuse if there is a time Mm -hmm. if there was any time to go out and live your dream as a wrestler this is the time where there's so many different opportunities 
so many different schools the resources are there and that's one thing we've talked about on our podcast is like you know in the inner cities you know growing up there weren't a lot of resources there weren't a lot of wrestling schools available or affordable and things like that but I think now more than ever it's available it's 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 possible to see the impossible become possible that's that's amazing that that's really what it's about so I think the current state of wrestling there's so much more left to do um I think it's hard because wrestling is that sport where it's like it it can have that dog eat dog mentality or that eye for an eye like I only look out for myself but I think Mm -hmm. I think the greatest I think the good thing about it though is there's a lot more there's a lot more people that are hungry and willing to learn the business to soak up the knowledge to be able to progress in in the business I think the net and I think a part of that you know as crazy as us living in the pandemic has been it's been the reset button that I think wrestling needed and I and I mean that in both on the indies and also mainstream and I say both because you've been able to see people that you would net if we weren't living in the pandemic, have an opportunity. You you would have never seen Leon Ruff right. that came out of AR Fox's wrestling school down in Atlanta that wrestled for Evolved become North American champion. You would have never seen that. You would have never seen um there's a whole bunch of stuff you would have never seen. You would have never seen WWE become probably thinking outside of the box and creating a Thunderdome. <laughs> You would have never thought, right. of, you know, AEW being the company that it is and, and obtaining the wrestlers it, it obtained, you know. So it's been, it's been probably harder, definitely, on the indies because of the restrictions and things like that. But the South has been running safely. And I've seen a lot of my friends mm-hmm. being able to, to kind of train and get their mind get their body right so that when the world does open up they have the opportunities you know like my friend he won um right was it it rising rising star of the carolinas for 2020 shout out to zuka king like Mm -hmm. being able to still make a name for yourself with no excuses i think that's that's been the positive the negative is I think, you know, especially as a female, there's so many, I think, things, more things women can do in the wrestling business. And I just, my wish and hope is that those doors, people can break through and being able to get those opportunities. Like, I thought it was phenomenal. Like, I had met, and this was probably a little over a year and a half ago when MLW was here in New York. And I went, me and Sir Wilkins had went because they was doing um, TV tapings down here. And I said, the one person I want to meet is Selena De La Renta. And everybody looked at me crazy. They was like, why? And I was like, for her to be the first Latina to ever produce a wrestling show for that company, I said, I have to meet her. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me different. 
And I, when I met her, I thanked her. I said, listen, as a as an Afro-Latina myself, for you to break that wall, that means we all have a possibility to do that. So my hope is that the business, indies and mainstream, that we create more opportunities for women, just in general, not even just women of color, just women where... It's not, you know, we're getting out of that mentality of, oh, it's the bathroom break or they don't know how to wrestle or they're just pretty. We've gotten kind of out of that, which is good. But now we have to get in the mentality of the behind the scenes, like where women can produce Mm -hmm. a match, where women can be an owner of an independent wrestling company. Like that's my wish, because I think there's so much more power in that. So, of course, you gotta, you know, you're playing, a, you're playing in the boys, playing, playing, you know, playground. <laughs> I feel like all the time I'm always outnumbered. <laughs> I'm always the only girl in the group. <laughs> but I make right. sure that whatever I do, I'm able to drag another female along with me and being able to be like, listen, I could do it, she could do it, the girl behind her could do it. So I think. That especially because you everyone always knows if you listen to the podcast, I'm so disappointed in AEW's women's division. But I think my wish and hope is that they kind of figure it out because it's so many it's so many talented women out there that it doesn't make sense that you have this platform where you wanted to create diversity and opportunity and you don't do it. So my my hope is that right. you know the wrestling business realized the power in women in wrestling. Um, but also the negative too is just like the low key like hush about when, you know, that whole, there was that whole period of time when the start of the pandemic started and people were getting canceled and people were getting sex allegations and stuff like that. Like my hope is that, mm-hmm. you know, we've cleaned that up to where people have a, have a, you know, respect for women in the locker room it should never be where you know females feel like they can't say because they won't get an opportunity so I think cleaning that up right um but in all in all I definitely this is the best time to be a wrestler to be honest there's no excuse okay so to also tie into what you were just saying all of which was very profound um in terms of women of color what are some ways in which we can continue to take up space in the fandom because there are in some there are some there have been multiple cases and this has happened to me too since i've started where you will voice an opinion and then somebody you know will have an issue with what you're saying or they'll disrespect you if they don't like what you're saying so what are some ways in which we can continue to show up in spite of you know i mean it's gonna happen in the family i experienced it this morning someone tried to pull the race card on me and it was like listen if i wanted it to be a race situation i would have had i would have just said it (laughs) i don't got no problem saying it um, I, I think it's something you can't you can't avoid it. Your opinion is gonna be your opinion, whether it's male, female, or whatever you does you know identify. People gonna disagree with you, but you have to be able to stand your ground and being able to 
always put you first. Like it doesn't like not everybody's gonna agree. Everybody that listens to the podcast probably thinks I hate AEW. Probably thinks I hate it. And I had to be very clear and mm-hmm. say it's not that I hate the company because they're quick to put oh you don't you hate it, but they're quick to say that instead of really listening to what I'm saying. They'll take one thing and they'll run with it, and it's like that's not what I said. And it could be male or female, but I think as a as a woman of color, um, you're gonna get people. It's gonna happen. It's not something that you could prevent. However, you have to always stand your ground. Don't don't be don't apologize. That's the one thing I learned from the lovely Faye Jackson. She taught me. She she's she's definitely big sis on this one. Know your know your worth, know your value, and don't apologize for anything that you do. And when she told me that, I said, heard you, sis. And that was it. So my I say that to anyone listening. Know your worth, know your value. People gonna listen, there's trolls in the internet. You can't control that. Can't get a set over things you can't control. But stay in your ground and know your worth and know that your opinion matters. And guess what? If they don't hear you today, they don't hear you tomorrow, you keep talking. They're going to eventually hear you. Because that was the thing. I never really think people cared about my opinion until we started doing the podcast. <laughs> like, people legit. People, yep. people Same will thing legit, like, sidebar <laughs> me and be like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, what does it matter what I think? And they're like, no. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, okay. So it creeps me out still to this day. I'm like, why are you asking me of all people? Ask someone else. (laughs) But I value that my opinion matters. But my opinion matters to me. I really don't care if you agree with me or not. (laughs) But to me, it just shows that we all have a common love for the business. So I can respect that. You don't have to always agree with me. But respect me as a person. If there's a level of disrespect that we got, then we can have a conversation to the side. So you know, listen, outside of this wrestling shit, I'm still a person. <laughs> so, like, watch what you say. But I would say right. to the women, know your worth and and don't be be don't apologize for anything you say. Like, because that's when people take you as a joke. Is when you be like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. No, don't be sorry. Say it say, say with your chest. Because I'm always quick to be like, I really don't care what you think or your opinion of. But I'm going to say how I feel <laughs> and what I think. Because, yeah, it happened to me this morning. The guy pulled the race card on me. I was just like, sir, if I wanted it to be a black or white thing, I would have just said it. So, I, so it's always going to happen. You mm-hmm. can't avoid it, unfortunately. And it's always like a double-edged sword because we're women and women of color. So it's just like, and the number one thing I used to get before was, oh, you really know your stuff. Like people get surprised that that I know who won the 1992 right. Royal Rumble. Like what? Like, like my boyfriend makes fun of me. He's like, all right, you wrestling historian. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I'll be like, so what? I know my shit. Because if it was basketball and I had stats, you, would, you wouldn't you would think nothing different. So just because it's wrestling don't mean nothing. But we joke about that all the time. But it's because I, I, I know my stuff and I'd rather be educated. And also, too, like, ed- like, if I don't know something and I speak out on something, 
I would rather you tell me and give factual stuff than tell me and give me opinion based opinion opinion based stuff. Like, give me the facts. Like, if if I'm wrong about something, tell me. But Mm -hmm. it's not what you say; it's how you say it. So. Well said. So now we've gotten to the big part of our conversation and talking about women of color. Ma'am, how did you feel ma'am, about Bianca Belair winning the world? Ma'am, I'm, sa- I'm in my house <laughs> snapping all fingers. Like, I don't. First of all, I cried. I, I, I cried. I, that's why I miss your call. Oh. <laughs> you called me? And I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm disposed. I can't talk right now. Um, I cried because it gave me moments. You know, we all live for moments in wrestling. Like, everyone, you can always ask someone where they were when Kofi won. You can always ask that. You can always ask yes. when, let's say, when... I was there when Street Profits... That was actually the last rest, live wrestling event that I went to with people. Was the Raw... It was Raw here in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. And I was in the suites. And that was the Raw the Street Profits won the Raw Tag Team titles. I was there for that. So, you live for the moments. I was there when Naomi won the title in Orlando at WrestleMania. So, you... The moments you remember... But you never thought that a black woman would win the Royal Rumble. That was not something you grew up thinking. Let alone a female. Let's start there because they just started doing this female Royal Rumble. So let's start from there. But to to see her, to see Bianca Belair win made me realize this is way bigger than I thought it was. And I said, as a little girl that grew up watching wrestling and not seeing so many of us on the TV screen and to see her win you couldn't tell me nothing all that stuff when people was trying to be controversial and scandalous and saying her feet hit the ground say y'all can't take this away from us I'm okay because and it even it goes back it was even the next day after she won when um, Sir Wilkins had texted me he had messaged me a picture and it was a still shot from NXT of Rhea, Charlotte and Bianca and I said I said bro they've been story Mm -hmm. they've been building this up since then oh my god like this is genius (laughs) I said said, oh my god I didn't even think that far back and I rem- and then when I thought about when I saw the picture, I, I remember Bianca saying to Charlotte, "You gonna get yours? Like I got you." Like, and I'm just like, "Don't you even don't go even here. go and here?" And I was just like, <laughs> "He sent me that picture. That even that made me even more emotional because I was just like, to me, it shows they they're invested in her, and they've been investing in her from day one, right. and." It, it gave me the same emotion when Kofi won. It gave me the same emotion when Barack won. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, yo, we really, yes, could, we really could do this. And that's why when my homeboy called me, 
I said there's no excuse. You better get in the gym and start training. There's no excuse. But I was I was excited. I, I was I'm still excited. You I'm know, still on the I'm still on the high from it. You know, me too. And it's just like the way you know how you cried. It's like I cried when Kofi won, but I actually did not cry when when Bianca won. I jumped up and down and oh, started yes. praise dancing. You know how you see those gifs where people be be shouting in church? That's the kind of dancing I was doing in my boyfriend's house. And his mama was like, <laughs> "Don't break the floors. Like the floors are not strong. The floors are not that strong." And I'm just like all over the place because I'm just so excited that this has happened to her because I remember when she was with she and um, the Street Profits were at NXT um, and NXT Live came here a couple years ago and we took pictures with um, the Street Profits and Bianca was kind of standing towards the back you know with her ponytail kind of like in a little bit of a bonnet or something and I remember just looking at her and then seeing her later on in the show and was just like just enthralled with who she was and how beautiful she was and I was just like she just exuded a level of confidence that I've seen in people you know that I've gone to school with and I, I see in people like my sister who's like 19 and who's just brash and just like yeah I'm the the EST but mm-hmm. or like you know the sugar honey iced tea and all that you know like it, it represents something I've seen before and the you love do. of coffee you got it. Don't wish that. I had it. so it was just kind of like <laughs> and it's just like to see her you know go this far and win you know and be as excellent as she is you know and seeing her you know lift all these weights and be this strong and and be unapologetic about who she is it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life and then it's like when Sir Wilkins posted that picture you know of them of Rhea Charlotte and her oh, I, was, I remember how I angry pissed. I was <laughs> when when she got pushed when she got pushed to the side and Charlotte was like this is a conversation for champions I remember to this day and we were so angry because all we wanted was a triple threat between those three but it wound up being Rhea and Charlotte or whatever and I was like bro what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen with Bianca what's supposed to happen with Bianca I want Bianca like the whole time <laughs> I wanted her that's all I wanted and when she started coming out a whole lot more you know that was when I started feeling more and more satisfied and when she got put on smackdown i was like that's great for her um so and to see her win was just very beautiful and very emotional for me because i'm just like she she's amazing and then oh to also god, see her girl. and naomi working here, together to every stay time in they the every time they locked up oh, I was just that, like, oh my god this makes me so uncomfortable me. because i could take either one of them winning it's okay you know i'm, I'm okay if naomi ends up winning the rumble even though i think bianca should win like but to see them together and as athletic as they both are and them helping each other I was just like yo I can't do this like and it brings me back to um there was a clip she Bianca had posted on her Instagram I don't know if it was an Instagram story or something where she said almost to the year because last year this time she um I think she had a title shot on I think it was a takeover and it was during Black History Month and it's when she came out with that cape and said, and said so she said black girl magic yeah it was takeover Portland yes. and that was her last takeover because they was calling her up eventually so 
she played the there was the mm-hmm. clip of that and it was hunter tell it was trip she, everyone knows that knows me knows, knows i love triple h so and i call him trips so trips was telling her like this is gonna be a last takeover <laughs> like you're gonna go you're gonna get called up and just the raw emotion she had at that moment and then fast forward a whole year where she's now the 2021 female royal rumble winner it just it's mind-blowing to me like i'm just like in awe of the storytelling um if you haven't already watched the documentary on on the network about her and about like her struggles oh i have of like having a disorder and and being able to not feel normal like that whole thing i'm just like I think it was almost a. I forgave them for not letting Sasha win the first rumble. <laughs> I was like, all right, guys, I forgive you for that one because that one still that sucked because she went the longest <laughs> at the first one, and I was pissed. I was like, so y'all just not gonna let right. Sasha Banks win? That's that's her word, okay? So I was pissed about that when it first happened, but now to be able to have a possible main event where it's two black women going for the title I just keep saying when y'all selling these tickets right. so I can go risk my life a little bit to see this live because that's all I'm waiting for is these tickets are going on sale because <laughs> I need to be there for that moment like I can't like because those are things you're going to be able to tell your kids your grandkids I, like that's why it's like it's bigger than us because that's history like you can't take that away from her it's just like when what's like one of it, it it's just like when Kofi won it's like you can't like people will sit and complain his title reign was short the way he lost to Brock was was messed up but you can never take away the fact that he won in in my backyard at Wrestlemania like you cannot take that away from any mm-hmm. one of us like like I told like when we when we had our big four episode that people can watch on the Java TS podcast network cheap plug and when I said and when I said the story of like you know thanking Kofi personally the night he won you can't take away those moments so I am living like I'm living I'm living and watching history be made I can't be mad about that Yeah, I literally can't be mad about it either. It's just, it's a beautiful moment to sort of bask in because it's just, like, it's beautiful. And in her entire life and her testimony, it's just a beautiful representation of um, going with what you, like, going with has been given to you and running with it. Because she'll tell Uh you herself that 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 this wasn't her dream at all. Like the the fact, like it ministers to me on a re- on a personal level because she said this was a dream that I didn't know was a dream that turned into a reality, and that's how I really feel. Like me even starting this podcast as a content creator is even happening. Like if you had told me maybe five years ago that I was going to oh. start a wrestling podcast, I'd look at you like you're crazy. Like, look, I love Girl, wrestling. Girl, I, I, I say that about like this. every day. I'm like, <laughs> and listen, it's just... if you would have told me that I would be sitting here every week, I tell, and I, jo- I used to joke with the boys. I was like, this is probably the longest 
and consistent relationship I've had in a long time is doing this podcast. Okay, so you're you're welcome. But but thank you guys. But you're welcome. But if somebody would ask me like, do you like looking back? Do you think you would have? I'd have been like, you're joking. Like I'm just gonna be in my little wrestling corner. But now I ain't got no choice because I can't be in no corner. I gotta. We gotta always be in a group. It's a group. It's a family thing. So I'm like, okay. But I'm the same way. Like, I would have never thought that I would sit and have a podcast that people actually listen to. Like, not even that we started one. Because I I always, even to this day, I get surprised when people tell us, like, oh, we listen to your podcast. I'm like, really? Like, ours? Yeah, like, you serious? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, it it was so funny. We, Me and my homegirl, we just went to Charlotte a few weeks ago. And we went to a show that um, it was a tournament like some of our friends were in. So, you know, always about, I'm always big on supporting those that support us, no matter where in the world we are. If I can go and support, I'm there. So we went down there and it was a girl sitting behind us. And me and my homegirl, we do crazy commentary. We always make jokes, crack up. So the girl behind us was another black girl. Now, mind you, we in South Carolina. It's only but five black people and that's in the crowd so and that was us so she was a bl- another black girl mm-hmm. so you know we all we know we bonded for like 2.5 seconds and she was cracking up with us and she said you look familiar and I was like excuse me so I thought she was talking to my friend and she's like my homegirl goes no she's talking to you I'm like what she's like yeah you look familiar and I'm like from I said like, I don't live here <laughs> I live in New York <laughs> and she's like you and this is where it gets really funny she said you and this fine ass bald headed man were in <laughs> you guys were in North Carolina <laughs> for WrestleCade I uh, mentioned to you earlier I said yeah I said oh but you talking about Wilkins oh god I said but yeah I said that's my best friend but I said wow I said you remember she said yeah she said I saw you guys there and you got, you know, we, you know, and we kind of talked a little bit about your podcast. And I was like, the fact that that, mind you, that was going on almost a year and a half later. Because that was 2019 that we was there. It was November 2019. So this is now January 2021. And that girl says she, that I look familiar to her. I said, okay, this is a little creepy, but all right. We, we we making moves and places and doing things that I don't even think were possible. <laughs> so it's oh it always tickles me when someone says they listen to the podcast. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, and I just feel like Bianca Belair sort of winning has just sort of put lit another fire up under me. Um to make me want to go harder and continue to do, you know, what it is that I do best um, for wrestling, even though I know I'm not an athlete, but it's just, it just makes me want to go harder and continue to create a space for um, us to have and to just continue to share my knowledge, you know, in what I, and my love for wrestling, because I'm just like, I just cannot wait to just, I cannot wait to see what else is, what else um, she has to offer us absolutely and like she's all just honesty, an inspiration every day taught so. me there there are no excuses 
there's nothing and and that the impossible can be possible because I never if somebody would have asked me last year oh do you think a black woman would have won the Royal Rumble I'd have been like no they never gonna pull that trigger absolutely not I said they didn't do it with the Sasha they didn't do it with Naomi you know they've, they've had women of color that they have opportunities for so looking fast forward now and she making the impossible possible I was like there are no excuses like we can't we have to go like and go hard Hmm. well Janelle okay um I just have one more question to ask you. What does the fu- what does the future hold for <laughs> you, Miss um, Chanel from the age? I always told the boys. I said my ultimate goal, and it's 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 like our inside joke, but I'm like dead serious. I want our podcast that now has been like now a network and a platform, but I always wanted to cultivate a full agency where. Indie guys and girls can come and we can help them market themselves. We can help them get bookings. So, like, I've my dream has always been for us to be the rock nation of wrestling and especially of wrestlers of color. Mm. So, that's my ultimate goal. Not saying it'll happen, but you know, being like I said, the opportunities that we've all had individually. And as a collective, it's possible. The amount of people that we know on the Indies in the South and up here, and I, you know, my goal is to go even a little further out west because Vegas has a really good indie scene. Texas has a really good indie scene. Going to the Midwest, I have a lot. I have friends in Chicago, mm-hmm. so Chicago has a really big indie scene. So being able to explore those opportunities and options. But, like, I've always wanted to be the rock nation of wrestling where we've had people that are under us and that we support and that we market and that we, you know, get bookings for and and cultivate relationships with owners and things like that. So that's my ultimate goal. But what's next? I don't know, girl. I just... Once this thing... Really... It's for us to do the show we were supposed to do. I think once we we were supposed to ha- um, have our own wrestling show last July 4th, um, but because of the pandemic, we were not able to. So not saying it's going to be this July 4th, but definitely within the next year or two is to do the show that we were supposed to do. Because that, that was going to be a game changer for independent wrestling and people of color. So, you know, to have, you know, we were going to mm-hmm. have at the time, we were going to have crime time headline, co-headline. We were going to have Tasha Steels versus Big Sw- Like we had matches in place and they were going to main event. So they were going to be the first all black woman, female to main event at indie show. So we had, when I tell you, girl, we had. Oh my God. Even it was going to be Sir Wilkins' first wrestling match. And he was going to wrestle Simon Miller from what culture? Like we had. 
we had plans. Oh. So before I can honestly walk away from the podcast, if I choose to, before anything changes in our lives, we have to throw the show we were supposed to throw. So that's just the goal is to have our own the job tier. We were gonna have what were we gonna call it? I forgot. Um but we were gonna ha- oh no, we were gonna call it Jabba Slam, because that's what we had called what we called it before. So the goal is is to do the show we were supposed to do. Not saying all the players that were gonna be involved can be involved, because some have got signed since then, <laughs> which is good. Um but to do the wrestling show that we were meant to do. That'll, that that's the that's the next that's the next thing for us. Well, for me, and being able to you know be a part of the booking and the creative team because I'm I'm more of the behind the scenes girl. I'm never gonna take a bump. Everyone always asks me, "Are you ever gonna get in the ring?" No, I am not. That is not for me. I'm not taking a bump for anyone. Not happening. But. To be able to <laughs> book people on the show and be able to be creative and being able to know the finish and and being in gorilla and all you know all that I want to do that so that's the goal is to do this this show we we've been supposed to do so we just waiting for you know Corona to chill out <laughs> so we can figure it out. Oh, that but that, that was the, that was the part that, that, that messed up. Like, I was a little depressed about that. Like, we couldn't do it because we had so many people behind us and people were going to come to New York. Like, it was like, kind of like when, like, WWE is in town and you got to come up to come see the show. Like, pe- like people were booking flights and booking hotels. Like, people were coming because it was also for the July weekend here in New York. So it was like kill two birds in one stone. You could see the fireworks and you could also see the show and it was going to be outdoors. It's just, it was, I get upset thinking about it because we worked so hard and for it to kind of like slip away, not because of anything we did, but because, you know, the world, stuff happens, but we're totally going to do the show that, that we were Mm -hmm. meant to do. If if we don't do anything else, that show will be the the last of the last. But that that show is really what I think our focus is going to be. Hopefully, um, to start, you know, once the world kind of opens up a little bit. So, well, yes, I'm going to make we can make it work. It's and even happen, if you know, and I'm case, be if we can do it here in New York, we'll find a place to do it. <laughs> Trust and believe we. We'll figure it out, but you know I'm thankful and I'm blessed to um, to have this journey with the both of them. So you know, always shout out Sarah because and Mr. Black because um, even through ups and downs behind the scenes and in front of the camera as well, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't trade our journey for anything in the world. So as corny as it may sound, but it's the truth. Like I don't see I never saw myself doing podcasting ever um but to be able to do that on top of the other opportunities that I've had like I never saw myself doing commentary I still think I suck at it but everyone else seems to think that I do good and I'm like uh if you say so but you know 
to be able to have the opportunities I've had to do shows <laughs> and be a part of that and people know that it's me like I never you know grow up I never grew up thinking that especially you know black girl from New York never but you know I've we, we've been truly blessed and you know I'm just I'm thankful that you know we made it this far without killing each other I think that's also <laughs> that's also a plus um but we love you know because <laughs> we all love we love hard so I think that's what honestly keeps us all together is that you know no matter what we we all love each other so that's the good I'm, I'm gonna end it off with that <laughs> Well, Janelle from HR, thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. It is such an honor to have you um, on the show. I've loved this entire conversation. So if you want to, you know, you just put yourself over and tell the people where they can find you and follow you. All my personal Um, stuff is private. Just do that right now. So, but I'm not hard to find. But I always tell people you can follow us at the Jabba Tears Podcast. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the boys handle all the social media stuff. I stay out of that. But um, you can also follow our Facebook group chat, uh, Jabba Tears Podcast Network. Um, also subscribe to our YouTube page where you can find other, not only wrestling, we're, we're kind of branching out. We have, you know, Two and a Half Bros. We have Sasson Talk with me and Amanda. Um, we have Game Night with Mike and Nelly. So me and my boyfriend have a little, like, podcast thing we do. Um, and then um, the Mr. Black show is coming back. So, you know, we're, you're trying to always expand. And, you know, shout out to Talk of Champions, which is under the Jabba Tears Network. Um, shout out to Your Sports, which is under the Jabba Tears Network. So, you know, we're trying to cultivate, once again, just that bigger than larger than life community where if you don't like wrestling or you like sports, okay, cool. You don't like sports and you like talking about guys and girls issues boom like one-stop shop so um but i before we do go i truly and i told you this when we recorded last time i'm honored just as much as you are because i'm blessed that you would have even thought of to interview me and, and take the time out for me so i'm just as thankful and i wish you nothing but success and and like i told you any way i can help i am here You're welcome, love. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can catch us every Thursday live, and then um, we drop every Friday um, on all streaming platforms. So, but I'm glad you got me first. Now, but make sure you ask that question to the both of them. I wonder what which one that that they think is that most outrageous. I'm. it is, but thank yeah, you so I can't, much, I can't love. Wait and once to hear again, it's gonna be wish fun. you nothing but the best. <laughs> All right, love. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you, Janelle. Okay, so I want to send an absolutely special thank you and all the love and respect to Janelle from the HR from The Jobbeteers Podcast. Please go out and listen to their podcast. It's her, Sir Wilkins, and um, Mr. Black, who I will be having on the show in the next two weeks. Um, please listen to them and follow them wherever you can and wherever podcasts are um, are sold and listened to. Also, check out The Hardy Wrestling Podcast on all social platforms, on Instagram, 
Instagram at at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod and listen to me on iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And until next time, this is the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie. And until next time, bye y'all. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.